Welcome back to the Red Cedar Rundown, the self-proclaimed number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to recap MSU's big loss versus number one Kansas, at least the first half of it, since we're recording this at halftime. We'll be looking at a defensively dominant performance against Maryland and looking ahead to this week's big game against Ohio State. Be sure to send us your comments, and we'll read them on the show. All right, Gary, let's get right into this. Tell me what you thought about that first half from this B-ball squad. Disappointing. To say the least. To say the least, a lot of um, things that we definitely are going to have to work on throughout the season. First and foremost, the free throws. Yeah, that was a travesty in the first half. Got first time I've ever seen us actually ahead in the foul count against another team. I feel like, especially Uh-oh. a superior team. I believe that we had like we were in the bonus with like 11, twelve minutes left in the first half, and we'd given up one foul on our end. Yeah, I don't think I remember ever seeing that nope. before. Nope. But I thought it would be closer. I mean, a lot can happen. It's halftime right now, but down fourteen points, I believe. It's not looking good. And we definitely look outmatched. They have more athleticism. They definitely clearly have more talent, and they're shooting the ball better than we are and rebounding better than we are, pretty much doing everything better than we are So pretty much better than us in every every facet of the game. Yeah. I mean, they're the number one team in the nation right now. They look like it. Yeah, they definitely look look like the number number one team in the nation. Yeah, they got two freshman guards that look really good that are outplaying our uh, junior guards uh, pretty significantly. I mean, like I said before, you got Kenny Goins in the starting lineup. Uh, then we had a pretty good first half number-wise, but come on. Yeah, come not, on. Kenny Goins seemed come like on. he got exposed a lot, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, Nick Ward Nick, up to his old antics again, huh? Yep, playing selfish ball Looks again. Looks like the exact same player that we've seen the last two years. Dribbling into double teams, turning the ball over, cocking his, his free throw shot and missing it. Just looking like the same old, same old. It'd be nice to see someone step up. Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry did look uh, like a lone bright spot there in the first half. He showed some uh, pretty good athletic moves. Backdoor cut, big-time dunk underneath the hoop. I like what I'm seeing out of him so far. Yeah, definitely promising. But the free-throw shooting, I mean, what, what what's going to give? We were a terrible free-throw shooting team last year, if I'm not mistaken. Something's got to give. Turnovers, got to cut them down. A lot Listen, of turnovers. It's not the end of the world if we lose to Kansas. I mean, I told you last week we were going to lose to Kansas on our basketball preview. So it'd be nice for us to, you know, cut it down to within single digits and make it look a little bit more competitive in the second half. At least uh, building a case for us not looking that great as Kansas is amazing. Yeah, they look very good. They're definitely the number one team. We're, yeah, I mean, we're definitely the fourth best team in the Champions Classic this year. Yeah. There's no question Although about this it. Is gonna, it's going to be a little uh, sore spot. We're first loss against Kansas in the Champions Classic. It's okay. We're 3-0 and going into this game. Yeah. But, but you live and you learn. You move on. We're in the Champs Classic until 2022 now. So I like that re-up. I like that. Yeah, I think it's a prominent tournament. It definitely gives us a great exposure at the beginning of the season against yeah. college basketball's best. Certainly doesn't hurt with recruiting showing this year that's for sure absolutely so well we'll see what ends up happening with the rest of the season and actually the rest of this game hopefully michigan state can at least make it close and salvage it and maybe hit you know 74 70 as i predicted wow i mean if state can come back and come to that i would not be upset at all 
I think I had us losing by eight to ten. So hoping that's right. Hopefully it's not uh, twenty plus. Hopefully they come back with a little grit and fire in the second half. And I mean, I hope Kansas doesn't shoot the ball as well as they did in the first half. They were shooting lights out. Yeah, they we were, were pretty much the ball over. So almost every single three it seemed, and we were missing almost every single one of ours. So. All right, let's get into this football game here. Yeah, speaking of picks, almost nailed it last week. Almost. 24-10, final almost. score is 24-3. Almost. Probably the closest any of us have got all season, I, I would say. I'd probably have to agree with you on that. There's no doubt about it. So I'll take that. We'll give you the win on that. That's a dub. Yeah. What's trending like? in the right direction. 3-2, I think. Commission's trending in the right direction. Another funny thing, though, about last week, as we said on the podcast, DJ Durkin was hired back. <laughs> fired. <laughs> <Promptly> fired. <laughs> Immediately after the pod, they were listening. Heard Clark. They heard me call him a rat. They got rid of the rat. They took that rat body out of there. Yep. Immediately after listening Good to the rest Maryland. of the round. It's about time. Shouldn't have taken this long. Yeah, but they were definitely in disarray last week. No question about it. And they certainly looked like it on the football field as well. Tell me what you thought about that game, Gare. I thought our defense, again, proving to be, I believe, elite this year. That was a dominant performance, regardless of what you want to say yeah. and where their minds may have been. I'm not going to say otherwise. They held them under 100 yards. I think it was 100 total on the on the On the dot, on was the dot, it? Okay, 100. We won't fact it, but I'm almost positive that I remembered hearing that 100 on the nose. Okay. Which kind of upset me a little Bachi. bit because I wanted it. I wanted it in double digits. Yeah. Bocce. Animal. Big Ten Player of the Week. Deservingly Big Ten Defensive so. Player of the Week. Deservingly excuse me. So he's a machine. Three forced fumbles. Yeah, I mean, I, the guy was all over the place per usual. Yeah, definitely looked like an animal out there for sure. I mean, elite defense. Are we talking how how elite? Are we thinking top five defense in the country? Is that? Are you willing to stamp that? Right now, are you willing I mean, to stamp that? I just think top we're, ten. I think we got we can be top ten. Absolutely. I mean, we ha- still have the number one rush defense. We're a little spoiled with that rush D. They look real good. And Ohio I mean, State's Maryland coming certainly in. Didn't throw the ball well, right? Means, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but we, neither they, did we. But we really were talking though. about their rushing offense last week, and we just took that completely away from them. They looked. Yep. It looked like men against boys out there when they were on offense. It was real. It was not good for them. Great for us. Great to see. Yeah. Could have almost shut them out. But Should've. we also got pretty lucky on some of those plays, especially when the, they... The net gain on the <laughs> interception when we threw a pick and we moved the ball forward four yards. It was good to see. I mean, who was that? D. Stewart? That was D. Stewart, yeah, the first half fumble? Yeah. Hell of a job by him. Kind of probably shifted the outcome of the game, too. It was a big turning point in the yeah, game. I, they, they I actually would have hit my projection or my prediction spot so on. <laughs> we thank you even more, Daryl Stewart for doing that so we didn't have to deal with that we didn't want to hear hear that ego on this week's pod yeah another storyline from the game i would say is the quarterback competition and we're still dealing with it this week yeah mark d'antonio came out and said brian the work our guy he's gonna start but i don't know am i the only one with eyes who was watching the game last week no it was it was clear I perfect, that I, I have perfect vision. And, I don't know if he's no. still injured. D'Antonio continues to say that he's not going to play him if he's injured. If he's not injured, is, does he just suck? I don't know. If he's not injured, why did it take until Friday night for you to tell him that he was starting the football game? Yeah, there's something fishy that? going yeah. on, in I my heard opinion. a lot of different things from a lot of different people. 
including Mark D'Antonio. I agree. If he's not hurt, does he suck? How many times do we have to ask that? Because I mean, of, I mean were, he wasn't close in the first half on nope. any of the passes he was throwing. Screen passes, five yards wide of the receiver. Nothing was close. It was, it was, it was bad. Just really, really bad quarterback play. Yeah. And after watching Rocky Lombardi play the previous game almost flawlessly, and I I said it last show, you got to take it with a grain of salt. How good is Purdue's defense? Probably not the greatest. And No, they're not. But Maryland's defense going into the game wasn't anything to write home about either. So I don't know. I just think, and I mean, Rocky didn't get a lot of, they did bring him at the end of the game there in the fourth quarter, but you didn't get to really see a lot because Connor Haywood hit the home run ball. I think it was 70-some yards for that touchdown. So you didn't get to see a lot of Rocky throw the ball at all. So there's nothing really to compare it to. But as Clark said, D'Antonio going into the week saying Lewerke is 100% the starter. And, again, stating if he was hurt, he would not play him. But then He'll he did with, say – He said he'd go with Rocky? Yeah. He said he would go Rocky if, if the results weren't there. And he <laughs> – He did – but what? He said something else. If he thought that, he would have taken him out in the second quarter of the football game. Right. That's that, so that's part. why I don't believe anything he's saying. Yep. But he did say, we're not afraid to use Rocky. If we're not having success, then we'll go with him. He considers him as the ace reliever for the team. Okay, we'll put him in. You were just letting our starting pitcher go into the seventh inning, just home run after home run after home run, double, double, home run, home run, double. If we're going to use that baseball reference, geez, get him out of there. If anybody could see it, Gary's cat could see it. Okay, let's get it done. Don't know more of that. It'll be interesting to see, especially if Lewerke struggles, how short of a leash Lewerke yeah. will have in that Ohio State He's game. He's not going to. We're gonna, we'll be, he'll be out there till we're suffering. That's what I'll tell you. But what was good to see last week was the run game get going and uh, finally see a running back you know, have a game like he should have. Yeah. Connor Hayward looked really good last week. Yeah, he did. I almost don't know if I want LJ to come back. I mean, at this point, I want to see Connor Hayward out there. See, let him build off that big game he had last week. But Get that kid touches. I mean, stop with Ladarius Jefferson for the time being, please. Let's push pause on him. I don't know. I want to, a fan. I, I know. I, that. I don't. I don't mind him getting some touches, especially for the future. But uh, D'Antonio did drop something kind of interesting in this week's presser. I don't know if you saw this, but. He said we'll see in terms of his injury. He's only played four games, so there's a possibility of redshirting him. Possibility of redshirting? Yeah, LJ. Due to the new rules. Did he really only play four games? Yeah. So Is LJ open to that? I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't. I don't think he he's wouldn't. got another choice. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, if you... But he might I was get surpassed. I mean, is he, if you're D'Antonio, I mean, you're not promising him a starting position next year. We don't know how injured he's been this year. It could be a thing like with Lewerke where he is injured and it's affecting his performance and maybe we're looking to looking at it as, he, as if he's full strength. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Quick update for everybody listening to the pod. Kenny Goins just hit another three, my favorite player on the team. <laughs> Caught the lead. Back to 14, what it was at halftime. But Kenny Goings, my favorite player on the team. Ripping threes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, anything else you want to talk about uh, about that game, Gare? 
Well, I want to talk about maybe the return of Cody White. Yes, that was great to see. Great to see. Was even he wearing a cast on his hand? Cast on the hand, still making unbelievable grabs. Yeah, that was that one catch he had uh, was phenomenal. Cast or not, phenomenal catch. Um, really great to see him back and looking forward to him finishing the year strong and going into next year. Looking to have an all-Big Ten season. I think he's yeah. capable of that. We talked about that. Still think he's got that talent. You know, with all the injuries we have, at least we're getting some players back into the mix and especially elite ones, which Cody White showed even half of Cody White is better than our the rest of our receiving cords, specifically Brandon Sowards, who can't catch a punt. Don't know why he's still returning punts when we have Jalen Naylor out there. I can't imagine Jalen Naylor is worse than Sowards at catching, but I can't imagine Gary's worse than Sowards at catching punts. Yeah, I can't either. But you know, things are definitely trending upwards for the team. Well, I'm not going to get too optimistic, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, yeah, I'm we, happy with we what we've Purdue. been through. With what we've been through, I'm happy. Yeah, we beat Purdue and Maryland. Not to get too high on ourselves, but interesting game coming in. Two teams trending, I would say, in opposite directions coming into this game: Michigan State and Ohio State. I would disagree that they're trending in opposite directions. I mean, they almost lost Nebraska. Nebraska pretty much dominated that game. They won. Yeah, but Nebraska made a ton of mistakes. They didn't make those mistakes. That game would have been like a touchdown win for Nebraska, in my opinion. But I'm just saying, don't get cocky before this I'm game. I'm not cocky. I'm not. Guess what Ohio State's record is? 8-1. and one. We're 6-3. and three. That's true. You can't forget that. The win column is all that matters. That's true. But they have looked shaky against Nebraska, against Minnesota. Certainly against Purdue. Defense has looked suspect. Yeah, definitely against Purdue. Defense has looked suspect. But offensively, they're still extremely dangerous, as we've seen. Although I think it will be much more evenly matched than I once thought. I mean, Haskins is second in the nation in passing yards at 339 a game. a real big test for our with secondary. 32 touchdowns. The Buckeyes threw the ball 73 times in the loss two weeks ago against Purdue. That's insane. So that is pretty That's insane. insane. And I think it has to be said, Haskins is not the same type of runner that Ohio State is used to in the past. JT Barrett. Yeah. Haskins isn't he's, quite as no. of a, as a elusive run. running back. Exactly. No, he's a pocket passer. Exactly. Yep. A lot different. But Ohio State has definitely made it a focus to get the running game going the last couple weeks as um, – they ran for 229 yards. Weber? Well, they got Weber and Dobbins back there? Yep. Weber, who torched Michigan State last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Stopped watching that game at halftime. It was so bad. So, yeah. this They're definitely a, a pass-heavy team, and we're a run-stop-heavy team. But, you know, we got, like I said, we got Josiah Scott back. That's going to bolster the secondary. Yeah. Big time. It's great to have him back. Need need to have a number one cornerback out there that you can trust. So, I mean, Justin Lane's just too shaky. He's got his moments where he makes great plays, but then there's just he's a great number two to to Josiah Scott being the number one. No, yeah, he feeds off him well. Yeah, him not having to guard the number one receiver every week is going to be very beneficial. Yep. Yeah. But Ohio State still also number three in the nation in offense as well. Their offense should scare you. So and they will go up tempo. They will do whatever when they, if they have if they find one weakness against us. They will keep pushing the bruise. So we'll see. I, if I were them, I would just study that Utah State game. Big time, <laughs> big time, absolutely. <laughs> That's how you beat us. 
but their defense definitely looks suspect. They're giving up almost 400 yards a game right now. And obviously the loss of Nick Bosa is pretty big on the defensive line. Yeah, I mean, with their defense, Purdue lighting them up for 49 certainly does not impress me at all. Especially right. after watching us That's play them. That's going to be the key component to the game is can we move the ball well against them? I think we're going to have to have a ground game going. Um, who's Can Lewerke throw the football? If he, he if For us to beat Ohio State, he's going to have to be able to throw the football with some success. That's going to have to happen. Yeah, but we'll see, you know. That's what I said. It will be key to see how short of a leash Lorkey has going into this game. How many how many quarters do you give him before you pull him? One. I would give him one. It's too big of a game to give him more than that. Yeah, and, and if it a, gets out of hand in the first quarter, you have, what what do you have to lose putting your freshman in the game? Our defense is going to keep us in the game. That's yeah, a given. I hope so. I don't yeah, I don't envision Ohio State scoring 30 or more points against us. You don't envision them scoring 30 or more? No. Against this defense, regardless of what you want to say about we're the recent can, over, competition. We're going to have to score over 21 to beat Ohio State. That's how I feel. Absolutely. I agree with that. That's exactly how I feel. You know? But I think their defense is definitely going to give us opportunities. There was tons of missed tackling. No doubt about it. Yeah, and I think we should be able to control the clock and run the football. I agree. And they have had some injuries, but they've done a lot of juggling just because their players haven't been playing well. And nope, so, true. yeah, they don't know. They don't have the right even fit. said this yeah. at this week's press conference. They'll play whoever they think the best is. So they don't have the right fit out there on defense. They still are trying to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, where we know exactly who's going to play on yep. every single down. Yep. Yep. So that's why I think that maybe our defense is a further ahead than theirs. And obviously their offense is further ahead than Light years ours. Ahead than ours. So it's a polar opposite. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think we, that gives us a chance. It evens though. the game out for sure. No doubt about it. It won't be 49 to three. I can guarantee you that. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, what are we thinking? Looks like the line's at three and a half. Yep. Give me your prediction for the week, Eric. Yep. Ohio State favored by three and a half only. That's kind of surprising when you really think about it. Yeah, I'm I'm, Especially if you would have saw this line maybe even two or three weeks ago. It would have been very shocking to see. But after that Purdue loss, that was something that definitely changed our perception of Ohio State. So... You're going to make me go first? Yeah. You've been going first. Yeah. We've been winning, so go yeah. first. Okay. I'll allow that. So I think it's, you know, our like I said, our defense is going to keep us in the game. I think Ohio State's still going to get their points. They're number three offense in the country. So I still think they'll get, you know, they'll get over 20 points. But I think we're going to have a chance to run the ball. I think we're going to have a chance to make some throws. Hopefully, Lewerke doesn't do great, and they throw Mm. Lombardi in the game. I think that's our best chance to win. And my prediction is actually going to be 28-24. to Michigan State gets the dub. Wow. Big time. Big time pick right there. Lining yourself up for some crazy talk. I see what's going on here. So I gave you my thoughts at the beginning of the season about this football game. I wasn't looking forward to it. I'll say now I'm definitely looking forward to the football game. I do think it's going to be a little bit more even than I once thought. I do. I will admit I was probably a little bit too high on Ohio State to begin the season and even midway through the season. Even maybe last episode. Pass. No one knows. No one's going to go back and check. We won't ever know. Anyways, back to what I was just talking about, the prediction. For Michigan State to win this game, 
I already just told you, Brian Lewerke's going to have to be able to throw the football. Based on what I've seen the last two weeks, I'm not going to get my hopes up, assuming that's going to happen. I think if we just rely on the run game, I don't think we have any shot to win this football game. Ohio State's going to take their deep shots. They're going to hit a couple of them. I'm going to go with Ohio State 21, Michigan State 17. And Ohio State covers the three and a half. Wow. Interesting. Seems like someone has a little bit more confidence in the football team. Definitely, I would say. Based on our last two weeks of picking. Sure. I mean, Alone. Picking, yeah, I guess. So if picking against Maryland makes you feel overconfident, that's fine. I picked us to beat Maryland. Yeah, you picked it to be close. Yeah. They anyway. Won. Anyways. But, yeah, Michigan State in my view, will win the game, and that will set us up for the Crazy Talk segment. Week two, you thought it was over. It's you back. thought after Penn State got completely demolished by Michigan, it ended it. I got more Crazy Talk. It's time to talk a little crazy with Gary here. Let's yep. go. So, Michigan State, now there is a caveat of this whole entire situation, which is Michigan going to the college football playoff, which <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if we want to risk such a thing happening. Well, what what do we what do we get as a reward if they do? If what they do, we, do we win out, and we hope to be picked ahead of Ohio State for the Rose Bowl. And I just don't see how we're getting picked ahead of them. We win out with a win, heads up win against Ohio State. Probably will be ranked higher. Yeah. Okay. So we beat Ohio State. They lose to Michigan. They have three losses. We have three losses. Yep. We beat them head to head. And technically have the better Big Ten record, I think. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, tied okay. tied in the and Big Ten. And our fans travel well. And we did we had an amazing turnout at the last Rose Bowl. Oh, no. We would be out of them in the Big Ten. Sorry. Oh, I would definitely be okay with Michigan making the college football playoff if, for us to go to the Rose Bowl. I'd be 100% on board with it and wouldn't have an issue with it. Yeah, that would be great. It would be a great consolation prize, especially for how high the expectations began the beginning of the year yeah. and if we're talking crazy and ending the season with a rose bowl i'm on board i'll jump right on the crazy ship i'll be the damn captain let's go but gotta take care of the task at hand this week first before we get talking crazy so hey there's still my previous crazy talk segment isn't officially dead yet but i don't see indiana <laughs> Rutgers coming up with any wins against michigan no god uh, no michigan absolutely wiped the floor with penn state i think they're gonna mop both those teams but in a realistic for bull projections a lot of people are predicting right now i think they're probably figuring we lose to ohio state but they have us uh pegged to go to the outback bowl the capital one bowl or the gator bowl so florida Florida Bowl. Right around um, New Year's Eve. Yeah, and I've seen all different types of predictions playing Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State, Kentucky. I guess it just kind of uh, depends on how things shake up. Quick update. Kenny Goings, three-pointer, just cut the game to eight. My favorite player on the team just cut the game to eight, you guys. Gary is looking on in jealousy. Is my favorite player. Continues to shred Kansas. If we win this game, are we going to have to come back on and do a little... Uh, Live uh, podcast for all the big basketball games? I'm not upset about it, and I would do it. If the people would want to hear it, I'm all for it. 
Well, first they got to start responding to our mailbags, and then maybe you know we'll take another did we get step. Any mailbag questions this week? Actually, Eric? we did. We got a couple. All right, let's get into that. Let's get into the mailbags. Um, some newcomers to the mailbag. Ooh, that's always good to see. One kind of wants to be anonymous, so oh, <laughs> maybe based on the question, I would say. Ah, uh, but he's Mister Nak from Farmington Hills, Michigan, and he says. I'm a diehard Spartan and can't stand the arrogance of the Wolverines. Is it wrong to secretly cheer for Ohio State against MSU so the Ann Arbor clowns have to earn the Big Ten East title instead of backing (laughs) into it? Yeah, definitely is wrong to root for Ohio State. Now, I know why you're anonymous. I appreciate the question, though, because it is hilarious. And no, yeah, it's definitely wrong to root against Michigan State. You have to. I mean, we've had our success, been to Indy three times, won it twice, let Michigan have their year as far as I'm concerned. They still have to beat Ohio State. Yeah. Would, yeah. That would be even better if we beat Ohio State and then they beat Michigan. Uh, we Michigan would still go. It wouldn't They would matter. go to the Big Ten East, but yeah. they would not go to the college football yes, playoff. Yes, exactly. So that's what you should actually be hoping for is that we beat Ohio State and they still beat Michigan and Michigan has, gets left out of the college football playoff. And. You know, as much as I hate Michigan, I still hate Ohio State pretty decently as well, especially with Not the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty big uh, rivalry the last yeah. five years so or no, ten years. I don't even know. Longer if you're asking me would I root for Ohio State over Michigan, yeah, I do every year. Yep. Every single year. There's one I hate more than the other. But, yeah, Ohio State, we've definitely had some close games, and we've gone back and forth the last few years, and – the winner usually goes and wins a Big Ten championship, so maybe it'll be a little different this year, but we'll see. But yeah, I would. Uh, it'd be hard for me to root against Michigan State at any point, no, regardless uh, of the circumstances, even at how much I hate Michigan. Agreed, one hundred percent. Okay, going to the next question. It's from Michael K. Michael also K. from Farmington Hills. Oh wow, might might be my might be related. Might might be my might be related. <laughs> yeah. I think we know who Michael K is. Let's read his question. Padre. In the Maryland game, and he actually actually has two questions, may I say, one for football, one for basketball. First with the football question. In the Maryland game, Brian Lewerke had to throw an interception before getting pulled, despite having several passes prior to that go astray. Do you feel that D'Antonio will pull him earlier if a similar performance is demonstrated? Uh, I kind of it is a great question. I kind of stated on this earlier. I don't think he'll pull him earlier because I think Mark D'Antonio is just that stubborn. But I think he should pull him earlier. Like I said, we we're talking about what kind of leash do you give him? First quarter. If we, if we start off the first drive with a pack a pick like I saw in the Maryland game, that pick was that was awful. Who, who was it thrown to? I have no idea where the ball was going. The Maryland player. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So if he telegraphs passes like that on the first drive or two. I would pull him right away, but I don't think Coach D's pulling him. Gary? Yeah, I would hope that he, if he sees anything like we saw last week, kind of short-arming passes, just the accuracy has just not been there. Shoulder looks like it hurts. It looks like it hurts when he's throwing the ball. So I don't know if I can believe D'Antonio. Is he really not hurt? He's one hundred percent hurt. He's he said the week before he was hurt again. Two weeks before he was hurt against Michigan. Now he's not hurt. Okay, yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe you. But I yeah, I agree with Clark. I don't think D'Antonio is going to pull him until maybe halftime. Yeah, no. unless it's really bad. 
We would hope. Last week was really bad, and he didn't pull him. So let's hope so for ours and Michael K's sake. Yep. So mm, the next question he has is actually regarding basketball. And he says, last year the Spartans lost the number one Duke in the second game of the season and then went on to win the next 14 games that included wins over North Carolina and Notre Dame. Then they stumbled losing to Ohio State and then a game later to Michigan. Is playing Kansas in the opener a good measure of how the Spartan team will perform this year? You want to start with that one? Well. Go ahead. I mean. We're we're down 12. We're gauging ourselves against the best team in the country, clearly. They look pretty good. Talent-wise, they look like athletically they can probably run a lot of teams off the floor. Got to mix a young and old, yeah. And we, I just don't know about our inside presence. That's where I think we're going to struggle this year, and I don't think we're athletic enough on the wings to compete with the elite teams. So it is, I mean, I think it's a good gauge to see where potentially our season will go from here. But I don't know if you can, you know, gauge a whole lot. We've seen Michigan, a lot of Michigan State teams come together in March, February and March time and then make a run. So anything's possible. As I said on the basketball preview, Izzo does best when the teams are, the expectations aren't as high and maybe the talent isn't as great. So I think we can't write off anything depending on how this game ends, even if we get lose by 15 or potentially more yeah at this I, agree. Point. I agree um i mean i think it's definitely a good gauge you can never go up you're not can never uh you know not gauge yourself when you're playing against the best teams in the country um i mean going into this none of us i mean thought we, we were one of the you know top 10 teams in the country i don't think i think we were i think we're a little overranked at number 10 um i think what you need to look at this as is like gary just said i mean kansas is looking like a clear cut number one i mean you've got other teams here like duke and Kentucky, who are probably in the top three or four. So, I mean, I think the games that you really should start gauging us on are some of those, you know, like little tournaments that we're playing in against UCLA. We could face North Carolina again. Those are games I would like to see us compete in and win. But I think what's the big deal is to show, see, see what we should gauge ourselves is, you know, slipping up against an Ohio State, losing to a Michigan maybe early on in the Big Ten schedule. I'd like to see this team not do that, and I think those are games we should be gauging ourselves on this year because we should expect to lose more non-conference games. I don't expect this team, even after we're going to lose to Kansas here, I don't think we're ripping off 14 wins in a row. This team's going to lose a few games early that they probably shouldn't. This isn't one of them, but I don't think we should overreact, and I don't think it's any case to overreact at this point. I did want to give a quick update. Kenny Goins airball three. Yikes. I told you it was no good. I said I did not want him on the court. Guys, but, rally behind me with this one. <laughs> but the, I think the thing that separates us right now from some of the teams, even in the Champions Classic, like the Kentuckys and the Dukes, is they have some real elite freshmen coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying our freshman class isn't great. It's good. It's a but great. They won't be gelled together for two or three years. They're not. A gr- they're not like one and doneers like maybe no. some of the Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas players are going to be. No, next year's freshman class is already shaping up to be much better and probably will run some of these guys' spots. Yeah, whoever's left, we'll see. Yeah. No, but that's a great point. I mean, you, this is a class that's going to take time to gel. The guys that we should expect to be gelling 
watching this game should be the guys like Nick Ward, who's currently one for seven from the field. And Langford and Winston, who have played with each other for three years now. So if we're going to judge this team, don't judge the young guys right now. Don't even judge Kenny Goings because expect what you can expect out of him. You judge those three because the, our season's going to live and die by them. Yep. So hopefully the Spartans make it close here, coming down the stretch in the second half. But it's looking like they're going to take a loss, and hopefully we get a big W this weekend against Ohio State. Yeah, that's probably a little bit more important right now. Yep. And then we can get some more crazy talk scenarios ready for next week. Sounds good. Can't wait. So thanks again, listening to the Red Cedar Rundown. As I always say, tell your friends, tell your Spartan alumni, tell tell them them to listen to the show, and we will keep doing these every week. Spread the good word. So with that, as always, go green, go white.